in our fourth session on Philippians 1, 27 and 28, we're going to ask the question, how the manner of life that's described here, that's worthy of the gospel, how it shows the preciousness or the worth of the gospel. So let me review quickly. Let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. And here's the manner of life now that is coming that shows the gospel to be precious and valuable and powerful. Whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. This is decided to save that and deal with that in a separate session next time. So what we've seen is that the manner of life worthy of the gospel, that shows the, the worth of the gospel, that suits the gospel, is a manner of life that is a standing, firm, fearlessly, and a striving fearlessly, and a standing firm and striving, I should have put striving in there, but you'll understand it, and striving in unity. And I left out all the, I didn't mark all the unity pieces. Standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, side by side, for the faith of the gospel. So there's the, the standing, the striving, the fearlessness, and the unity. So standing and striving fearlessly, standing and striving in unity. That's what we've seen. That's what shows the, the gospel to be worthy. That's a, a walking or a manner of life worthy of the gospel. Now the question is, how? How does fearless standing and striving show the worth of the gospel? And how does unified standing and striving show the worth of the gospel? So, Father, as we try to answer this, grant us to so understand and to so live this way that we would actually show people including our own conscience, how valuable and precious the gospel is. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So my answer to the first question, how does fearlessness in striving for the gospel show the worth of the gospel? And the answer is that um, the gospel overcomes or takes away the fear of prison, the fear of loss, the fear of death. And I say those three because those are the ones that are so clearly indicated. Here's 
chapter 1, verse 14, most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So they're not afraid of prison because they have seen in Paul's life such beautiful evidence that the gospel has provided everything they need for their hope. Doesn't, they don't need to be afraid of prison. And so their, their fear of prison has been taken away. What about the fear of loss and privation? Chapter 4, verse 11. Not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and how to abound in any and every circumstance. I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things like be content in being brought low and being hungry and being in need through him who strengthens me. So Paul has shown that the gospel in some way takes away the fear of being brought low and the fear of hungering and the fear of need. And what about this fear? Whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. What about the fear of loss? I count everything as loss. What if they take away my house and take away my family and take away my job? And Paul says he's counting everything as loss already because of how supremely valuable supremely worthy, knowing Christ Jesus is, which is granted to him through the gospel. And here's the issue of death. Receive Epaphroditus in the Lord with all joy and honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. He did that because of the gospel, the preciousness of the gospel. He almost died. He intentionally risked his life for the sake of the gospel. So my answer to the first question is, how does, how does standing and striving fearlessly, not frightened in anything, show the worth of the gospel? And the answer is that the gospel has provided for us what we need in order to overcome the fear of prison, loss, and death, namely, to me to live as Christ and to die as gain. The gospel has made death gain to us. Christ will transform, this is 321, our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. So when Paul said death is gain, he meant right now without a body, I'm in heaven with Jesus, which is far better than anything I could enjoy on earth. And here he's saying, you're going to get a new body. That body is coming back to you in the resurrection. So you don't need to be afraid of anything they do to the body. Christ will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body and we'll be with him forever. Every need, my God will supply every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So the, the gospel has purchased this promise for us. Every real need that you have to do God's will and glorify his name will be supplied. 
One last question then. If that's how the gospel is shown to be worthy, beautiful, glorious, precious, by making us fearless, fearless in our striving and in our standing, how does the gospel show itself to be valuable in our unified striving and standing? Here's the way Paul describes it a few verses later, chapter 2, 2 to 5. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. So there's the unity that he's, he's calling for that is so worthy of the gospel. And here's, here's the mindset that makes that happen. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. There is a key to unity. Here's the second one. So that's one key to unity. Here's the second key to unity. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. That's key to unity number two. Have this mind in you or among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. When we are united to Christ by believing the gospel, his mind becomes our mind, and this was his mind. He counted you as more significant than himself, so he left heaven and died on the cross so that you might go there in heaven. He did not think only of his own interests, but your interests, and he died, so that when you believe the gospel and you are in Christ Jesus, this is your mind, and it produces unity. Here's a picture of it in Philippians 2, 20. I have no one like Timothy who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare, This is Timothy's embodiment of chapter 2, verses 2 to 5. For they all seek their own interests. Not, Not Timothy, though. Not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he served with me in the gospel. So Timothy is a, a living example of somebody who is living for other people's interests, other people's welfare, not just his own. And that's the key to unity. And it happens because we are confident that my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. If we think that our needs are not going to be met by God, we will use people. to get our needs met. But if we believe that by the gospel, this promise has been purchased for us and the blood of Jesus has secured for us this absolute promise that every genuine need we have to do God's will and glorify God will be met. My God will supply every need. Then we will spend, spend our Selves to 
meet the needs of others. That's the mindset of Jesus. That's the mindset of the gospel. So my answer is, how is it that a fearless, striving, and standing for the gospel shows the worth of the gospel and is a manner of life worthy of the gospel? The answer is, the gospel has precisely done what needs to be done so that we don't need to be afraid of prison, don't need to be afraid of loss, don't need to be afraid of death. And how does standing and striving in unity show the worth of the gospel? Because it severs the root of selfishness behind all disunity. What an amazing thing that the gospel would reveal that death is gain, so ultimately all fear can go, and every need is met, so all selfishness can go.